What's up, guys? It's Parker. I just wanted to preface this episode with another week of having a lot of technical difficulties. Um, we were doing this from two different states, and, you know, internet can be difficult, and we had a lot of, you know, cutting in and out, and, oh, that didn't record. Oh, my God, I can't hear you. Oh, you're laggy. Just a lot of that stuff. Um, we're trying our hardest. I think we found and cut all of that stuff out, but if we didn't, we're we're working on it. We apologize. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> you gotta do this. <laughs> I didn't hear. Okay, ready? Yeah. What were you doing down there? <sighs> Nothing. Stopped. Stop. Uh hey, welcome to the to the Flix Capacitor Podcast where two guys who met on TikTok uh talk about movies. Hosted by myself, Parker McNerney, and Rowan McCloskey. AKA I'm single. Rowan the movie maker. AKA he's single, baby. Uh, ready to mingle. Ready to uh ready to uh, dry hump a storm, huh? Yep. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's probably not going to make it in the episode. Well, you know, we always say that, and then it ends up in the episode. And then it does. So <laughs> this is going to get taken down. Um, so this episode, we thought we we would um, talk. Wait. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. This episode, we thought we would talk about. It was Brown's idea. We thought we would talk about uh, reboots or remakes, if you will, that are that hold a candle um, to the original. Basically, uh, reboots that are better or at least live up to the original. Yeah. yeah. So some some on this list are movies that we think are better, and some are movies that we think at least live up that aren't necessarily better, but it's like, okay, that was a good reboot. Like, yeah. that was definitely a necessary reboot. Ooh, we should do an episode where, like, they did not live up to the original. We should do, like, that oh, kind yeah. of episode. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, I, there's there a lot more there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're not uh, flat out there. We're not counting comic book movies. We are not doing comic right. book movies because those get rebooted every other year. Every other year. Um, okay. I, I had. Do you have any movie news? I do have movie news. Okay. So if you guys listened to the last episode, you know that I am a huge fan of the Alien franchise because that was the I I made Parker watch Aliens. Um, and for those of you that don't know. Fede Alvarez, who is the director of the Evil Dead reboot and Don't Breathe, which is a fantastic movie. Um, he was brought on to write and direct his own alien movie, um, kind of in the same vein as Prey. So first of all, it's going to be it's Disney because Disney owns 20th Century Fox now, mm. but That's it's going to be a Hulu original. So it's not going to be in theaters. Uh, it's not going to be in theaters, unfortunately, but it's going to be straight to Hulu. Um, but it's going to be in the same vein as Prey, where it doesn't really have anything to do with the other movies, and it's kind of just its own thing. What? The Evil Evil Dead Rise was supposed to be straight to streaming, and now it's getting a theatrical release. So, give it time. You, you know what? Know. I wouldn't be surprised because Prey was amazing, and it. Did yeah, I know you haven't. Well, it did it very did, well. It yeah, did people liked very it a lot. well. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to put it in theaters, even for like a little bit, you know, because I know they do that with some Netflix releases that they'll put it in theaters like a week before. Glass Onion this week. Um, the Knives Glass Out Onion. too. Um, yep. 
is he is that director doing the Evil Dead Rise? Do we know? Um, I will double check real quick. I don't, I don't know. Cool. It's okay. Well, it's irrelevant. Um, yeah. But um, so we got news earlier this week. Um, Kaylee Spaney. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, is the lead. That's all we know for casting. Uh, if you don't know who she is, honestly, the only thing that I've seen her in is Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, she was the main girl in that. She played the character Amara, if you even care or remember anything from that movie. <laughs> I've only seen the first one. Um, the se- sequel sucks. But I believe uh, it. But all that matters, all that matters, is that the Alien franchise has a female lead. Because it, it should always have a female lead. Is it a reboot? I never... Well, no, like I was saying, it's kind of in the same vein as Prey, where it's not necessarily a reboot, but it doesn't really have any ties to the originals. It's just its own thing. It's just there, but um, it's still connected-ish. Yeah, yeah. So it's not going to continue. It's not going to continue the uh, Ridley Scott prequel series, you know, pro- with Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Personally, I'm okay with that. I really don't care for those movies a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Prometheus is better than Alien Covenant, but I still think Prometheus kind of boring <laughs> it's pretty good but kind of boring um <sighs> and there is a working title for the movie which i don't know is 100 percent confirmed um and i don't know if it's gonna stick but the working title is alien romulus i don't know what that means it could be anything um but then again they could change it because prey's working title was actually skulls Praise a better title, SK. I think. Oh, praise a much better title. Yeah. Um, so I think that is all the movie news that I have is just an update on that alien movie. So I'm very excited. Uh, it's I hope I hope it's simple. I really don't. The alien franchise is not something that you need to like totally over expand. Keep it simple. Aliens killing each other or aliens killing people. Aliens bursting out of people's chests. Keep it simple. Don't. Don't go into stuff that they've been going into lately and making it almost like biblical. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. that's I'm over it. Just keep it simple. I just need to see alien inner jaws, you know, poking people's eyes out. Yeah. And, um, and I need to see aliens bursting through people's chests. Yeah. Um, it, I have a question for you. If, because okay. I think you and I are more open than most about reboots and remakes, to be honest. Even mm-hmm. though you and I are like, it's not necessary. We're all, I feel like you and I would always be at least open to watching a reboot unless it's something crucial, like back to the future. I would never support. Honestly, no, no. The only reboots I like actively avoid are the Disney live action reboots, but I'm, I'm not, we're not not mad about that. Yeah. We're not mad about those. Right. We just don't really care. Uh, I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speak. Well, we'll talk about that later, but, um, if they remade Alien, would you be excited? Or would you I'd be, be against curious. it? C- curious, okay. I would be curious on... Okay, first of all, just why would you reboot it? Because it's such a straightforward story. Yeah. You might as well just say it's a sequel. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. Like, what's the what's the point of rebooting it? Like, what, because the special effects are different? It's like, just, like, I don't know. I wouldn't care. I would still watch it. You know, no matter what, I'm going to watch it. And then I'll, if I like it, great. If I don't like it, I'm going to forget about it. Of course. Interesting. Um, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I would, 
I really actually like seeing remakes of older movies because it's cool to see older movies that I like but done now. You know what I mean? Like, I think Star Wars movies coming out now is cool um, because yeah. you get to see yeah. all the stuff you love that was done, I mean, practically for the most part now digitally and it looks, I mean, better. You know what I mean? So it's that, I think it's cool. And honestly, that was one of my favorite parts about watching The Force Awakens in the theater was seeing how detailed the Falcon was. Yeah. You know, and seeing the Falcon do all these maneuvers that you couldn't really see it do in the original trilogy. Yeah. That just seeing that made me cry yeah. in the theater. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. I I have one movie news. Um, nothing too crazy, but Black Panther Wakanda Forever has made three hundred and thirty one million dollars everywhere. Good. Which is great. And the well deserved. Uh, the Rock was, you know, he was a great sport about it. He was like, speaking of getting demolished, Black Panther is just crushing Black Adam right now. And I love all everyone that's like, oh, yeah, Black Panther is just so much more money than Black Adam. I'm like, yeah, are you surprised that an MCU project is right. making a ton of money? Especially considering, right. which I don't love, but kind of considering that they use Chadwick Boseman's death to market the movie. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it's better than just pretending like nothing happened. Of course. You know. Of course. Um, but yeah, like everyone's like, oh, see, better than Black Adam. I was like, yeah, even if it wasn't. Like Black Widow made more money than Black Adam and that movie blows. Yeah, it honestly. Says, you know. Uh, so yeah, that's my only movie news. Good good for Disney for, you know, finally making some money. And uh, I'm glad. Uh, congratulations, Ryan Coogler. Oh, yeah. A lot of people... Um, want him to do secret wars i think but i don't know that's a big scale mm, no movie. i don't that's want that's a yeah. big that's too not not that i don't think he could handle it i just think he his prime is doing down-to-earth grounded stories yeah because it would be only what his fifth movie right uh creed he's done creed black panther black, black panther, panther 2, two. And, and then he did another movie with michael b jordan that i don't remember i think that's it right I'm honestly not sure, but I think that's uh, that's maybe one more. Uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I wouldn't be upset if they asked him to do it. But I think it's a big jump from what he normally does. You know, yeah, because well, I mean, that's the... not going to be a character-heavy movie. No, in terms of but the uh, the Shang Chi director is directing the Kang Dynasty, but that but that's right. but Shang Chi was a very big scaled movie, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, so I I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for Ant Man three to be honest. I'm really excited. I like what's his name oh, yeah. as King. I think so. Yeah. All right. You ready? You ready to get yeah. into it? I'm ready. Uh, okay. You well, okay. We'll go. We'll go back and forth. So we'll okay. we'll say the first, the last one together. So you wait. Wanna... Wait. Do we want to do honorable mentions before we get into the, we have because ah, we have five. We do. We have five on we the do. list. So we have some honorable mentions. So I wanted to talk about um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers because the Donald Sutherland version is pretty good. Um, I, not I as good seen, as the original. Movie. I haven't seen either, so I'm going to let Parker take this like completely. Yeah, that, that's why we're not talking about it is because he hasn't seen them, and I don't think it's – Broen would have nothing to say. Um, but, yeah, like I, I think it's – I think it's I wouldn't say as good, but I think it works as a remake really well. And then I love Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and you, do you, did you write down the honorable mentions? I, I have, I have an honorable mention. I have a couple. Go. 
Okay, so one of them is The Fly. Uh, David Cronenberg's mm-hmm. The Fly is better than The Fly from the 50s um, because it's it's a reboot that was 100% necessary because it wasn't just a copy-paste of the original because mm-hmm. the original the, the original is still really good, really fucking good. Yeah, but it is, it is really good. So different. Oh, you've seen the original. I have seen the original. Oh, okay. You just haven't seen the Jeff Goldblum, David, Cro- David Cronenberg one. Okay. Yeah. I'll um, get there soon. Okay, so you know that the original is basically the aftermath, and the story is told through flashbacks. Oh yes, because remember yeah. they're talking. The detectives are talking to the wife about it, and it's That's right. Yeah, and and in the movie when he makes the teleportation device, as soon as he comes out, he's half fly, you know, with the fly head and the fly hand. Um, mm-hmm. But in the David Cronenberg one, he first of all he's not married. He doesn't have a kid. He's on his own, and you know he has. Uh, an editor come in to or a reporter come in to basically tell the story of him creating this the telepod that's what they're called telepods um and when he comes out when he first comes out of the telepod after the fly had flown in there with him he's perfectly fine but throughout the movie he gets worse and worse and worse turning into this gross grotesque fly monster and it's not it's not just a fly head and a fly hand it is it's fucking disgusting, but it's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. So did I would they say, do the uh, the help me, help me? They did. They, do did, that? they did. But really? It, but it wasn't. It wasn't like high pitched. It was like a, like a, help me, please. Help me. <laughs> and it's like, oh god, that's so. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. It's um, it's creepy because low key the reboot is kind of a romance. I think you said that, yeah. Yeah, That's like interesting. not totally. Like I would say it's more like drama, horror, horror drama, yeah. and then the uh, the original one is like a mystery almost. I'll get you, there. I'm gonna get because you want to know. Yeah. Um, I had an honorable mention: the Evil Dead. Uh, Broen, you haven't seen either any, of them, right? I haven't seen any yeah. of the Evil Deads. I need to we'll, get on we'll that talk shit. About those. I will. I will get on that shit. I know I need to. Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe not for that one. But at some point, we wanted you like live like live public watches with I mean, be, parties, like yeah. if we have a big enough audience that'd be cool um evil dead and i also had an honorable mention before your last one uh the invisible man which you've seen the remake but not the original right right, right. got it remake is great um i don't remember much of the original but it, the remake is fucking awesome i i did love the remake i thought it was great. it's awesome yeah that was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID hit. I saw it like a week before COVID hit. Same. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your last honorable mention? Uh, Dune, which just came out last year. Mm. Uh, the original one is a lot of people love it, but I'm not one of those. I don't think the original is very good. It's mm-hmm. not even the director likes it. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's trying too hard to be Star Wars but we wouldn't have Star Wars without Dune. Well, I was going to say, that's what's funny about it, is Star Wars is somewhat trying to be Dune. And exactly. Now, you know, yeah. And then the Dune movie is trying, like, it's like the original Star Wars is, like, trying to do its own take on Dune, and then the Dune movie is trying to be, like, Star Wars. But That's funny. The Dune reboot, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Is that how you say his name? I'm pretty sure he's French. I have no, I'd, I'd never guess. I, I mean, I never tried. I just um, knew I couldn't I'm pronounce it. I'm fairly certain that's how you pronounce his name. That movie's fucking phenomenal. And it's only part one. Okay. 
he did a Jake Gyllenhaal movie called Enemy, I think, which mm-hmm. I want to watch. I don't mm-hmm. know if I've seen anything that he's done. Prisoners. Oh, oh, he did Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and, which Prisoners. is a phenomenal movie. Um, really and he did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Haven't seen it. Fuck. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Wait, did, did he do Drive with Jake? No, with no Brian Gosling. Okay. Hey guys, it's Parker. We had a lot of technical difficulties on this episode. I mean, a lot. Uh, so some of the stuff was not recorded because of Zoom and the internet kept crashing and this and this and this and this. Lots of difficulties. We apologize. Some of the audio wasn't recorded or saved, so we lost some. However, Broen started talking about Dune, and that's where we were. Uh, Dune reboot. It's only the first half of the book. Mm Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people didn't like it because it was slow, which it is. But it's it. The whole point of the movie is like it's building, it's it's world building. That's what I assume. It's fantastic at that because it, it and it's so good. It looked, you know, I heard it was slow and it, it looked slow, but not in the boring sense. Just in the, it's got a. It looks like there's a lot to build on, you know. And I, I started mm-hmm. the book. I didn't finish it. I got bored. <laughs> Which is funny. The book, the book is a lot. I haven't even read the whole thing. The book is it drags. Yeah, I yeah, that's. But I've heard it's phenomenal. Yeah, but it it's not for everyone. I started it. I might finish it at some point, but not my favorite. Yeah. Um. Um. But they're saying that part two is gonna have like it's gonna be like all action. I don't like, uh, Timothy Chalamet very much. So I'm not sure how much I'll like it. Timothy Shalla perfect? No, dude. He looks like um the girl, the the duck girl interest from Chicken Little. He just the way he looks just makes me so mad. You know what I mean? You're just jealous that you don't have his good looks. I don't know. He's not very handsome. He he. I think I think he's a good looking. He guy. looks like if someone really like grabbed him and then just kind of stretched him out a little bit. You know, just not my. Have thing. you seen Little Women? No, Florence Pugh, right? Him, he's, yeah, I saw Florence him in and, uh, Interstellar, which. Nah, that doesn't count. He, <laughs> he's very small role yeah. in that. Uh, we, we we'll we'll um, do a Christopher Nolan episode at some point because, oh fuck yeah, I think he is the most overrated director of all time. Oh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. It was nice knowing you, Parker. I guess <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Do you want to start the first? Start on the or, or fifth, yeah. I guess. Fifth one. We're doing okay, five. So We're covering number, five. Number five, a reboot that is better, or I think this is better. I don't I don't think not only does this live up, I think it is better. And that is 2005, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yes. Um, better is hard. Uh, because it came out 72 years later, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I don't know if it's better. I, it's hard to say which is better because they're just so different. You know what I mean? They're just very different movies. Yeah. Um, but I do love the Peter Jackson one. And uh, have you seen the Jessica Lange one from like the 78? Uh, Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that one good? I haven't seen that one. No. <laughs> okay. He does. Okay. So you know, you know, in the Peter Jackson one, you know that fight that he has with the the Tyrannosaurus, yeah. and he rips it open. Of course. Um, he does the same thing in the '70s one, except it's with a giant snake. 
Oh. And it looks it it's the cheap because it's also it's it's a guy in a suit. Oh. And so this giant the giant snake that he's wrestling yeah. is like a rubber horrible. I love it. It's so bad. It's so Bad. I love it. Um, I, I need to get to that one. Yeah, 2005's King Kong, because there are so many King Kong movies. I mean, just a plethora of King Kong at this point. Um, yeah. I think there are four officially titled ones, but then there are Son of Kong, all of the Godzilla versus Kongs. King Kong lives. Yeah, there are there are just so many King Kong movies. But yeah, 2005. Kong Skull Island. Um, I, I think Kong Skull Island is an honorable mention and i like that it's a fresher or i should say like a fresh take on the story yes it's not it's not trying to do the same basic king kong storyline yeah. it's completely its own thing which i respect it for but i don't think it's better than the peter jackson one. i wouldn't say it's better i i liked it more than i thought i would for sure um yes yes i did like it more than i thought i would. like i i was expecting like a six and i'd probably give it like a seven maybe an eight i'd have to rewatch it again i I'd give it a solid seven. Yeah, it's it's really it it's, looks it's a fun time. Looks really good. It's like a good looking movie. Yeah. Um yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson is great. But uh yeah, the two thousand five King Kong, it's long, but it it doesn't feel it's that over three long. Hours. You know what I mean? It I would say the only time it really drags is in the first act when they're still in New York. Yeah, a, a little bit. Just 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 a tad. But, yeah, but once they take off, that's when it really picks up. And then obviously once they get to the actual island itself. Yeah. And and that's another thing I love about it is how violent it is. Oh my god. We'll we'll get to to the a certain scene. But uh it it I I love Jack Black in it more than I thought I would. I know. It's so crazy that he's like I always forget that he's in that movie. Yeah. And he's so good in it. It's really random. It's a very random thing I for know. him to do. Because I think he did... No, okay, so he did King Kong. And then... Was Pick of Destiny before or after? It was around the same time, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. He did, like, honestly. King Kong, Tenacious D, Nacho Libre, and The Holiday, all within, like, a three-year span, I feel like. Well, and, and School of Rock came out two years before King Kong. Oh, 2003, that's right. And then Kung yeah. Fu Panda was 2008? Or something like that? It was something I'm like not that. Sure he, exactly. He's he's doing well, but um, I f- I feel like I feel like uh, Jack Black's casting in that movie was something that Peter Jackson wanted specifically. I I feel like he didn't. I mean, I don't know this for sure. It's just I'm kind of assuming yeah. that Peter Jackson wanted Jack Black for that role, and it wasn't Jack Black auditioning for it. Oh, uh, you know probably I mean? it. I mean, he may have had to audition for the execs, but Peter Jackson, I I I would agree because he. It's almost like that role, even though that role is in the original, it's almost like that version of the role was written for him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's great. Um, uh, Brody. What's his name? Something Brody? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody is phenomenal, obviously. Um, he's. Have you seen The Pianist with him? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Well, I'll pick that one for you at some point. It is sad. I've, but I've seen Predators, and that is one of the biggest miscastings i've ever seen he's in a that's funny i didn't know he was in that he, he's in a predator movie and he's a twig in a and he plays he plays the muscle he plays the lead in a predator movie and it's like and he's also his character i'm not gonna go too much into it because this this is you know not that kind of episode but his character is very 
unlikable in that movie. (laughs) Very intentionally or no? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just I hate I hate his character. That's funny. I I like him a lot uh, in this movie. I think he's great. I think he's a yes little a little stiff at times. Like they could have done more with him, but he's great. Um, I think most of the casting is good. I think a lot of the VFX are really good. Well, yeah, it's it's Peter Jackson. Yeah, and, and of course you we know, have to talk Andy. about Andy Serkis because he is playing two roles. He is the I forget the character's name. He's like the one guy with the with the eye the cook. And yeah, and um, then yeah. he's also King Kong, which I didn't know until a while after I watched it for the first time. You know, honestly, after I kind of knew who Andy Serkis was. And I knew that he had done motion. I knew that motion capture was his thing. I remember watching King Kong and noticing that Andy Serkis was in that movie. And I was like, you know what? I'll bet a hundred dollars that he does the mocap for King Kong. And then I looked it up and I was like, yep, (laughs) he's phenomenal. He's so great. Yeah. And, and, and for 2005, it looks really good. 100%. Well, dude, this again, Peter Jackson, this is a guy that made Lord of the Rings and keep in mind, those movies came out in the early 2000s, but they were made in the late 90s. Yeah, they were all made together, right? Essentially. Yeah. Um, well, I mm-hmm. haven't seen any of those, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's a big one I haven't seen. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to God. Get the Swear fuck to out God. of here. Get the fuck out of here. Are you Swear, you've never seen Lord of the Swear Rings? to God, have not seen them. How is that possible? How is that possible? I don't know. At this point, I kind of do it out of principle because I think it's funny. Um, but I, I, I... No, this is... <laughs> this is not like Game of Thrones where you're like, you're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to go, which because I'm like that. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to die never watching a single episode of Game of Thrones. Right? I, I, OK, now I'm going to play Game of Lord Thrones of at like your that. funeral. We're going to stream the first the pilot <laughs> at your funeral. Um, I have the Lord of the Rings and the extended editions on Blu-ray because uh, Brianna likes them. Only watch the extendeds. Do not don't don't bother with the theatricals. You only have to watch the extended even for the first time. Yes. Wow. That's the first time I've because ever heard you, that. It's the whole, because it's the full story. You know, I'm just saying, like, I don't think I've ever seen the theatricals in all honesty. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because I have, I have the extended trilogy on 4K. Okay. I, I have the extended trilogy and the regular because Brianna really likes them. Uh, but I've still never seen them. But next time, next time you're with her, marathon them. We, and that, yeah. that is a day right there. That is a day. Yeah. It, that's like 14 yeah, hours <laughs> not uh yeah well we'll, we'll get but it's, to them. it's gonna be make it a party it's such a fun day you know just binging having a lord of the rings day so fun you know what so we're fun. gonna make it we're gonna make a deal right now you are gonna make okay. a trip out here we're gonna record an episode in real life and we're gonna do a lord of the rings marathon together deal deal there next week okay, okay. see you tomorrow <laughs> um but anyway back to king kong it looks there's there's like one shot where i think it I should say maybe a scene that does not look good. And it's the scene where they're running from the dinosaurs. That scene is like the most green screen scene I've seen in my life. That is true. That is here. True. Play Even a clip a of it right scene. now. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it does not look great, but it's, it's not super distracting in my opinion. Nah, nah. There is yeah. one scene that is so hard to get through. And okay. it's the scene, the bug scene when <gasps> it's no music and it's, there's so much like reverb and echoing and you just hear like, and it's, yes. 
and then the 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 worms the coming out of the mud, like, the leeches. uncircumcised penises come out of the ground, and it's like, <laughs> and then they come out, and then they fucking like, Andy Circus just gets you know, mucked, dude. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like this movie is fucking brutal. It is. I've seen some deleted scenes where I was like, holy, sh-. and and the scene you were talking about where he, that's nuts. Like that is a brutal scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen the extended cut? Ooh. It's okay. You'll know it, the version that you've seen. Is there a scene with a giant fish, where they're, they're oh, crossing yes. a river? Yes. With a giant. Okay, so you've seen the extended cut. I think that's a great scene. Oh, it's it's like it's like the almost like an eel, but it's, it's like a really long big fish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I and and it's so there's a scene. It's so funny when they like they finally get to shore and they're just like, oh, we made it. And then there's one guy coming out <laughs> and he's just like walking like. And then the fish just comes up, grabs him, and pulls him back. It's it's honestly could be a horror movie at times. It's got some really scary moments. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Well, so does Lord of the Rings. I I I yeah. I saw one scene when I was a kid of Gollum and it scared the shit out of me. Um. And I mean, oh, yeah. speaking of that, like Andy Serkis kind of, he didn't invent the technology, but he made mocap what it is today. He reinvented it. Pretty much. He, he, uh, without him and Peter Jackson. Actually, actually, Avatar kind of reinvented it too. Avatar made it. But he didn't, he didn't even do that. Avatar technologically made it what it is today. Andy yes, Serkis okay, made yes. it okay for actors to do. He made it. He made it so that the actor could be credited for the CGI role, basically. Yeah. You know. And and it it, yeah. it gives for a better performance from a virtual character. Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Same with um, you know, with Groot and with like the Hulk, and I mean, a yeah. lot of the MCU is mocap. And if you really yeah. want to talk uh, about it, Spider-Man is mocap a lot of the time, unfortunately, in the MCU. Yep. yep. Um. It, it it's yeah i would say avatar reinvented the the technology but andy circus made it a thing you know what i mean yeah um yeah i would agree with that number four wait did i say the last one or did you i did your turn okay is 2011's i right 2011's Fright Night remake, stalling Colin Farrell, Anton Yelkin or Yelchin? Uh, I always said Yelchin, but it might be Yelchin. Um, it might be Yelkin. A uh, guy from Star Trek. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And uh, the mom from Hereditary, who was also the mom in this one. Tony Collette. Yeah, she's great. This movie. Yes, she's great. This remake is also awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's also brutal. Awesome. It is. Yeah. Intense. And this is, I would, I would say this is one that isn't necessarily better, but at least lives up to the first. For sure. Again, it's, it's completely different. I mean, the story is overall the same, but it's a completely different movie in tone. Um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's for the original is campy. And I, I think it was a little bit meant to be sometimes, even though it's eighties. The, they're both considered horror comedies. Yeah, but this one's more. I don't. It, this one's just really gross, but I like it a lot. I mean, they were able to do a lot more than they were in 1985. And I, I think they they definitely did more, focused a lot more on comedy in this one than in the original because, mm-hmm. um, uh, the vampire 
killer. I'm blanking Terry. on his name. Terry. No, Jerry? Jerry. It's Jerry. No, 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 no. Not, not. Oh, the, ki- oh, oh, oh. the vampire. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, the killer. Peter Vincent. Yes. Peter Vincent. Played by David Tennant. Oh, that's right. He's so funny. That's right. Well, he's also different in this one than he is in the original. Because in the original, he's like a TV star guy. And this one, he's a, ma- mm-hmm. a magician, right? In Vegas. He in, Yeah, he's like a Vegas show yeah. illusion guy. Yes. Yeah. He's like uh, David, um, what's his name? The weird, you know what I mean? Crazy guy? David Blaine. Yeah, he's like him, but white. And British. <laughs> um, he's so funny in this, though. Yeah. He's he's so funny. Arguably the best part. He's real. I mean, Colin Farrell is incredible, and then Fogel, Fogel from Superbad is in this one too for a little while. He's yeah, um, yeah. Evil Ed. If that's his name. He, they call him Evil. Yeah, Evil Ed. They call him Evil Ed in the original, and then I think they only call him Evil Ed like once. Yeah. And oh, and Dave Franco's in it too. That's right. That's right. Um, and okay, do you watch Modern Family? Mm-mm. Okay, well, a relevant question. Okay, you know, like his his like stoner friend who like gets murdered in the car with Dave Franco. I I can't yeah. tell if that's the guy from Modern Family, but if you don't watch it, it's fine. Um, yeah, dude, this movie is awesome. I know he's in. Oh, it is. Him. It is him. Mm-hmm. No, I know he's in Good Luck Charlie. Oh, that's where I know him from. Okay, because when I watched Modern plays, Family, uh, I was Teddy's like, biker I know boyfriend. that guy. That's right. Thank you. And Good Luck and Good Luck Charlie, he played Teddy's biker boyfriend. Got it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, he obviously is not significant in this movie. Dave Franco is a little more significant because he, because I don't think the stoner guy comes he, back, but Dave Franco does. No, but Dave Franco comes back. That scene yeah. is um r- terrifying, where they all come back at the in, in the car. In the, no, in the basement. Oh, oh, and they're crawling out of the walls. Yeah, dude, because that that shit was yeah. not in the original, and it's scary. No, I would say though that the original one is more scary. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. Because it's more practical. I, and, yep. you know, like, Evil Ed's death is pretty brutal. Remember, because he's the dog. He turns into the wolf. Oh, oh, you mean his, like, his, stabs him. his actual death, not his turning into a vampire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, no. oh, that's right, because he turn, does turn into a werewolf, and then he, yeah. oh, that's right, that's right. And with the, the cross on his head. Oh, from when he visits Peter Vincent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, his 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 like turning into a vampire, I think, was I don't know better, but Creepy. or worse. In the remake, is so nuts. It's he just goes like, yeah. oh my god, dude, this movie. Oh my god, but well, and it's in the pool too, and and he like sinks down into the pool. Yep, it's and it's it's creepy in the original too, though, because he he lures him to the alley. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Then puts them in the trench coat. Which one do you think is is more sad? I would say the remake. Yeah, I think he's more likable in the remake. Well, a different kind mm-hmm. of likable, um, because he's more annoying in the first one, even though you kind of like him. But in the remake, he's you feel kind of bad for him because Anton Yelchin yeah. is being an asshole to him and like being a bad best friend, and so you do feel bad yeah. for him. And so when he dies, it's really sad. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, it is because one thing I really liked is in his death when Charlie, you know, stabs him with the stake. Mm-hmm. Um, before he completely turns to ash, 
there's a brief moment where he's just normal. I don't remember, like, but I it, like like because you know how when he becomes a vampire, you can tell he's a little more monstrous. Yeah, you know, not just in his teeth, but like his eyes are, and you know, his hair is a little more crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And so when he stabs him with the wooden stake, he he like turns to human because he he tells Charlie, "It's okay, Charlie. It's okay. It's okay." Oh, as he's dying, that's right. and then he like becomes human becomes human for a brief second before he turns to that's ash, right. and it's like fuck. That was actually kind of sad. Yeah, and and it's. Yeah, dude, and it's it's creepy, and he he's creepy in the short moments that we see him as a vampire. I mean, it's he's funny as well, but he's really creepy too. You know, you know what was a a scene that made my because okay, I don't know about you, I saw this movie when it came out. I didn't. I not in theaters, but when did I see it? No, no, I didn't see it in theaters, but I watched it right when it came out on DVD because we my dad and I rented it because. It wasn't long before that that he showed me the original. Got it. And so when we found out about the reboot, we were like, fuck yeah. So we rented it, watched the reboot. And one thing that made my 11-year-old self jaw drop was when he's getting the neighbor girl out of the house. You know, when he goes, when he breaks into the house for the first time. Yes. And he gets the neighbor girl and he like watches her get bit. Oh, such a good scene. By oh, the way. like in like the, um, like the soundproof area kind of closet. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. In the closet. Yeah. Like the back rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. yeah but the, the part, the part that got me was when he finally got her out of the house. And as soon as she goes into the oh, sunlight, yeah! she like just Oof, boom. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, oh my God. That's right. That scene did, did that my scene. Drop. Yeah, dude, because you 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 forget. Yeah, you don't realize you don't realize that she's turned. You're not thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you're not you're thinking, thinking about like, it. oh my god, they got out. They got out. I can't like yeah. I, I yeah. can't believe and this. And then just boom out of nowhere. Oh my god, dude. Oh man. Um, and and I don't know if you knew this. Well, I, I'm sure you knew this. Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Prince Hubberdink, who played Jerry in the original actor. Dude, what's the actor's name? I forget. He's oh Chris Sarandon. Um. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous man, by the way. Incredible looking guy from the in the eighties, dude. Oh, oh yeah. god. Uh, but he yeah. he has that cameo in the in the remake where he gets mm-hmm. fucked in the street, right? Um, but yeah. it was his idea in the original to have him eat fruit, like a like a fruit bat, like a fruit, yeah, or whatever they call them. Um, oh, it was yeah. his idea, and I and I think in the remake they carried that on because he. Colin Farrell was always eating an apple, apple or something, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was his mm-hmm. idea, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, another scene that really stands out for me, for Colin Farrell, that is really good. It's it's at the end. The scene when uh, Charlie's trying to get his mom and his girlfriend Charlie. out of the house, and then Jerry comes into the backyard and starts digging in the backyard, and then he grabs the pipeline and then, you know, lights it. And then the house, you know, the oven blows up and the house catches on fire. And then Jerry just walks up to the window and he's like, you know, don't need an invitation if there's no house. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, when when they're driving and he's like underneath the car and his fucking, you know what I mean? Yes. Dude. He's like, those are fucked up vampire hands. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Okay. In the, in the shot. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying that that car scene too. Just the scene when they're in the back, when when the girlfriend is in the back of the car, and in the background you can see behind her just the motorcycle get thrown <laughs> into the back. Yeah, dude, it's it, it's 
first of all, it's a good looking movie for 2011. Um, yeah. I mean, like that time was hit or miss for CG and it's a good looking movie. And um, yeah. like the, the shot, it, I like it's obviously mostly CG, but it looks fantastic when after he demolishes Chris Sarandon in the street, his little cameo, and he's like kind of going back more into human form and his teeth are going back to dude. So yeah. scary. It looks fucking awesome. It looks so good. Yeah. I love oh I love when he does when you said Chris Sarandon, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. When he crashes into them and he gets out of the car and he's like, What are you doing? You're in the middle of the road, you got a tail light out. And then when Jerry, when Colin Farrell's Jerry stands up with the car still on his shoulders and then just like brushes it off. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, just, it, it, it's so good. It kind of resembles that scene in Us, where um the the girl, the little girl, is standing on top of the car, and she's about to yeah. kill the good girl, and the guy comes in, he's like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Get off my car! Get off my car, <laughs> dude! That scene is so fucking funny. Everything's like, come here, get your ass off the car, dude. That right. scene is so funny. Um, yeah, honestly, we could do a full episode on both Fright Nights. To be honest, I think so too. They're so really too. great. Yeah. Um, go ahead with number three. Okay. Okay. Number three is a classic, and that is Steven Spielberg's Hook. Ooh, dude. I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something. I would say okay. it's both Steven Spielberg's and John Williams, both of their most underrated work. Yes. Because that movie was not well received when it came out. Really? Um, to my to my knowledge, yeah. It did not do well. People didn't like it. Um and I love that movie. I grew up with that I've, movie. It's fantastic. I've, yes, same. I've always loved it. I honestly don't I'm be reeling right now. I don't remember the first time I watched it because I was so young. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved it. I've mm. always loved it. It's 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 so good. It is so good. It John Williams, I mean, it might be my favorite John Williams score. Considering he, I'm not a Star Wars like a huge Star Wars fanatic, it that score is so good. Um Okay. You've seen Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Anakin and Padme's love theme is very similar to the hook theme. Is it really? Mhm. That's funny. very similar. That's listen really to, funny. Yeah, listen to them. It. I'll tell you. Send it to me. Yeah, give me a link. I'll I'll send it to you. Um, the score itself is called. I think it's called Under the Stars. Across the Stars. Got it. On on um, Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones, and it is very similar to Hook. <laughs> With John Williams, you, I think you could find a a few pieces from different movies that are very similar. But it's just like you know what. And he that, is 90 years old and he has done some of the most iconic and important film music ever mm-hmm. and so much of it. Yeah. He's done so much. So it's, I mean, you know, this is this is the guy that's behind Jaws, which is one of the most recognizable theme songs ever. Yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey. I didn't know he did that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. So he, oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's two right off the bat that like, you may not know what they're from, but there's no way in hell you've ha- you haven't heard them. Yeah, you know, even if you, you haven't seen Jaws, that is like the the universal language. Dun-na, 
for something yes. is coming for something yes. is coming you know what i mean in and film television whatever mm-hmm. and then something epic bum, yeah 2001 yeah dude um and, and then you know superman 1978 superman. yep and uh, they keep reusing it of course i mean they yeah keep now reusing it. They keep using it now. It was in Super yeah. Pets. Um, it was Harry in Black Potter. Adam. It wasn't. Oh, that's right. It wasn't Black, Black Adam. And I would have preferred if they used Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel. Absolutely agree. Different conversation because I'm going to get pissed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Harry Potter, maybe not as recognizable, but still pretty fucking huge. You know, the, um, uh, actually, that's another one. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and Attack, Attack of, of the, the Clones, Clones used have... the same clip yeah yeah um because he was doing them both at the same time and his guy that he kind of helps him out uh something got swapped so there is uh attack the clones music in the quidditch chase i believe Mm -hmm. in chamber Mm -hmm. of secrets um and then you know what else i mean indiana jones huge yep i'm very Uh, excited for indiana jones i'm thinking okay i'm thinking star wars which we kind of covered but he's done star wars should we go back to talking about hook or Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I just like Sorry. totally turned it passive aggressive. Like, hey, maybe we should stay on task. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're both sluts for John Williams. So there's gonna be a lot of John Williams talk on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm looking yeah, forward I mean, to making a top ten best movie scores. We should episode. do a top ten John Williams score episode yeah. for Honestly. sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say it's John Williams' most underrated work that I can think of. Um, cause I, I, I would say every, well, I shouldn't say everything else, but most of what he does is pretty, like pretty high regarded by most people, you know, even if they don't know it's him, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and right. same with Steven Spielberg, most Steven Spielberg movies are, everyone loves them. Even if yeah. they don't know it's Steven Spielberg, you it's could like go, you, Oh yeah. But, but I also love... Steven Spielberg is one of those names where sometimes the name is going to be bigger. Like his name is going to be bigger than the movie name. Of course. Oh, you know? I, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like on a book. I would say the same for his new movie, the Fablemans, the Fablemans. I'm so excited to see that movie. My so AMC excited. isn't fucking playing it. I'm pissed. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They're still playing black Adam. <laughs> Couldn't tell mid you Adam. why. Yeah. Mid dude. Adam? Mi- yeah. Mid at, I don't say mid, but it's mid Adam, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. The rock. I can make a better movie. Not really. It was okay. I, I liked it, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm going to get mad. Um, yeah. Steven Spielberg is phenomenal. Robin Williams as adult peace, Peter Pan. Dude. Dustin did you Hoffman see... as Hook. Oh my God. Uh, one of the best casting choices in the history of film <laughs> ever. It, and I know. it is so incredible. And uh and um I forget his name, but Rufio, who was also in Avatar the Last Airbender and yeah. does a ton of voice Rufio, work. Rufio, Rufio. <laughs> and, and then, and then he... Rob, Robin Williams is like, oh, that is so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um Rufio, the actor, has a TikTok and he does uh like a weekly video of, of like a residual like check thing and, oh. and he'll go he'll go, okay, how much how much what what can I get for dinner with this residual check? And it's either like yeah. Taco Bell or Red Lobster, and the hook ones are always good. Of course, you know what I mean. Oh, actually, it shouldn't it shouldn't go from Taco Bell to Red Lobster. It should go imagination like that scene in Hook when they use their imagination <laughs> oh, to eat. Yeah. Which I always food. loved that scene. 
That food always looks so good. Yes. Oh my Even god. The, yes. The blue cream <laughs> stuff. Whatever the fuck that is, I, I want to eat know. it. I don't oh know. Oh my god. If you could, if you could describe Hook in one word, it's it's magical. I'd say. Dude, it, I was literally gonna say that. It's so good. And I mean, Just, um, ah, oh, fuck. What's her name from from Pretty Woman? Angelina Jolie. No, Angelina. Uh, uh, Jessica Roberts. Jessica, that doesn't sound right. That's <laughs> Julia Angel- Roberts. Julia Roberts. Thank you. We <laughs> were Roberts. we were all so uh, close. We both paused. It's like that's not it. Yeah, you said that. I was like, oh. You, you no. know, I just found out. I just found out that Julia Roberts is uh, Emma Roberts' aunt. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I just found Holy out. Holy shit! That's like insane. today. Um, that's crazy. Um, but she as Tinkerbell is great. I think. Um. Uh, and, it was weird uh, that she was talking, but it was cool that she was talking. Yes. And did like the scene where she becomes big for a minute and they yeah. they kiss. Such a special moment. Dude, uh Robin Williams cheats on his wife a lot in this movie. Uh he's messing with those mermaids. He like well, makes the mermaids out with three give of them oxygen. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they definitely uh, give him a lot of blood flow, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, they give yeah, they do. Uh but I mean she's phenomenal. Dustin Hoffman is phenomenal. The kids are great. Uh, the daughter, I think, is still acting. The son, I think, stopped acting. If I'm I, not mistaken, I'm not gonna know. My uh, my favorite is the uh, the chubby kid. I forget his his name. The yes. Lost boy. Yes. 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 And 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 the scene where he hands Robin the marbles. Yes. And he goes, uh, Toodles, he lost his mar- he found you know he found his marbles or whatever. Is that, I, I tear up every time. Is that when you find out that he was a lost boy, or was that something that we always knew? To be honest, I don't know because I've seen it I, so many times. I don't. I know. know, but I think that might be the moment you find out that he was a lost. I boy. think you're right. I think you're right. But as, as since I've seen it so many times since I was a kid, I wouldn't know. But I, you know, I, I would assume so. Um, but you, or you and dude, the the shot the opening shot where we meet Toodles and he they knock at the door he goes it's snowing <laughs> and he shuts the door dude it's so fuck and we, oh and we ha- we haven't even talked about um uh McGonagall as Granny Wendy because she's been oh, old for seventy right. years yeah oh my god dude and when she um I I rewatched it recently like about a year ago and and she kind of flirts with Peter. And there's like a point where she's like trying to fuck him for sure. <laughs> well, when and she greets him, she's at the top of the stairs. Hello, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh my God. And he's like, he looks up and you could, there's an erection there for sure. <laughs> he's for like, hello, sure. Wendy. And then what's, what's her daughter's name? Is Jane? I think it's Moira. I think, Moira. It, didn't she name her after her middle name, right? Yeah. Something, but she's just sitting there like. <laughs> yeah dude oh my god and dude the the end when uh when when they give toodles his marbles and a little bit of fairy dust and he flies away dude yeah. is this movie is oh my god you know what? i love you, hook going back going back to the big the big kid that we were talking about that yes. had his marbles i want to say uh, a scene that always kind of gets me a little bit is when peter gives him the sword at the end of the movie. Oh my god. To be in god. charge of the Lost Boys. Oh my so god. So good. So oh my god. good. Oh my gosh. Just the look on his face when he takes it. And it's such a heartwarming scene. 
such a heartwarming movie. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Literally. That it's one. It's so and then fucking good. We are absolutely going to do an episode on Hook. But uh, the yeah. last last specific thing I'll talk about is when the, the I think like the youngest kid, little black kid, the cutest kid in the world, yeah. pushes Robin's face back. And he goes, oh, there you are, Peter. Oh, my God, dude. It makes well, it's me. Because he makes him smile. I know. It's because he does the thing to make him smile. And he's oh like, oh, there you are, Peter. Oh, my God. And so, uh, so fucking good. dude. Uh, I'm going to cry. How, like, how did people not like that movie? I don't know. Because it's I mean, so have- different. It's so different. It's not the base. You know, people like people were probably like Steven Spielberg directing a Peter Pan movie. Hell yeah. And then it yeah. wasn't the Peter Pan movie that everyone was expecting. That's true. That's true. I would but, honestly but, like to see him maybe do the actual story. You know, well, but okay. I mean, now that Hook's done. It's... Here's uh, here's another honorable mention, and it's the 2003 Peter Pan movie. Yeah, baby. With uh, with uh, I don't fucking know his name as Hook and Mr. Darling. Oh, um, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Lucius. Yeah. um, What's his name? It's like Isaac something. I have no idea, but he's, he's in, he's in Harry Potter as Malfoy's dad. As Lucius Malfoy. Malfoy, And he's also, uh, have you seen the tuxedo? Have you seen the tuxedo with Jackie Chan? Mm -mm. Where uh, Jackie Chan like finds this. uh, So the guy who plays Captain Hook and Malfoy, he, he's like this spy. And he dies, and then Jackie Chan takes over for him, and he has this like electronic tuxedo that makes him like into James Brown. Super weird movie, super okay. super weird movie. But anyway, super random. Um, um, but we need to stop talking about Hook. Well, I just want to say the 2003 Peter Pan movie is. I think that is a great straight up live action adaptation. And so they're make okay the two that we're not going to talk about the 2015 Pan movie. Have you seen I did that? not see it. It looked like shit. It looked terrible. like shit awful i mean i love um, you jackman but no thank you they're he wasn't even good <laughs> uh they're rebooting disney's rebooting it again call it like peter pan and wendy i think disney's rebooting something that's weird <laughs> and i really don't care for it because it's like if i want to watch a peter pan reboot i'm either gonna watch hook or the 2003 peter pan movie which i think is really underrated it is it's 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 got some flaws but it it is great and i i do like they couldn't really do it in Hook because Robin plays the dad and he's also Peter Pan. But in the stage production, the father always plays Captain Hook. And so I like that they did that in the movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. The score, we were talking about it before we were recording, is, the score is so good. So fucking good, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yep. We may do an episode on that one. I don't know if it's quite deserving enough, but we'll it'll be talked about again for sure. Um, number two is your turn, or is it my turn? I guess spe- your turn, my turn. Specifically, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but the trilogy in general. But I think we should I just talk s- about Rise. Okay. It, it, I think it's it is the remake. I'd say, and and before today, I didn't know that it was a remake. I thought it was a prequel. But well, actually, when otherwise. when Rise, honestly, when Rise of the Planets first came out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a prequel to the Tim Burton one. Oh, I forgot. Oh, with oh, that's with right. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, haven't seen and, it, but I don't want to. No, don't waste your time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I honestly thought it was a prequel to that, and I was like, holy shit, this is so much better. And then it wasn't <laughs> yeah. until it wasn't until Dawn came out that I realized, oh, this is a complete reboot. Got it. Because again, you would know more because you've seen the originals or at least a couple of them. I haven't. 
you know. Yeah. Um, but Rise. Well, you, you've I've seen, seen the, the first. The first, yes. Yeah. Um, but Rise is. I know. I know that we disagree on this. Not that you don't like Rise. I know you love Rise, but I, I love think, all three. Yeah. I, I think Rise is my favorite. Uh, Respect. And it is. Oh my god! It is so fucking good. I mean, that, like honestly, James Franco sh- is likable, and that's rare. <laughs> You know, it's weird. honestly that kind of surprises me that war isn't your favorite because war is my favorite. And I war is just the last one, you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of uh, uh, I would I guess I would just assume that war would have been your favorite. I love them all. I really do like them all. Yeah. To me, that is a to me personally, that is a trilogy that gets better. Like Rise is your favorite. Rise is my least favorite, but I still love it still love it i would just it's my least favorite yeah which i mean it's it's the other two are feel more cohesive one because it's the same director doing both of them but also because they almost feel like a part one and two give or take um yeah kind of and rise feels like a not disconnected but it's different director came out a little earlier rise is very much its own thing because rise is pre-apocalypse Yes. And then and then the next two are post apocalypse. Yeah, they're they're it's a pretty big time jump. It's a couple years. It's like it, um, uh Rise and Dawn have an eight year. Eight years. Yeah. That's right. I don't um, know I don't know about war. I'm pretty sure war is only like a year or two because Cornelius is born in the first one and he's still a baby or born in Dawn, but he's still a baby in war. That's right. I, so, I, I re I watched before this year I'd only seen Rise and that was like when it came out, so I was nine i think so i rewatched the trilogy um or i rewatched the first one and then watched the second and third for the first time great it it is a really sad trilogy to be honest it's a uh, drama because, trilogy yeah i mean the apes are treated so horribly i mean i mean especially in the first one because there's no ground for them to fight on i guess if that makes sense mm-hmm. but like i mean they're 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 mean to those apes which is tough and i have to remind myself like this is a computer generated image this is but, not a documentary, you know. But but this is another movie because this is Andy Circus. Yep. Yeah. And so this is another movie where it just proves that people that do motion capture need to be credited. Oh yeah. I mean, all the emotion. Most of the apes are motion capture. Most of them. Most of like the. I mean, any any of the character ones are yeah. mocap. Yeah. And and a woman plays Maurice in all three of them. I didn't know that, or yeah. at least I don't think I knew that. That's interesting. The same. I don't um, know her name. Oh, you know what? You know what? In in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the scene when he is talking to the woman at the counter about getting Caesar back, and she's like, 90 days, sir. You're lucky they didn't put that animal down." Then she closes the window on him. That's, that's her. her. She she does the motion capture for Maurice in all three movies. That's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, the we will definitely do a deep dive on these ones, but the CG is incredible. And it gets better, obviously, oh, yeah. as time goes on. But yeah, yeah. And I think that was like one of the first, if not the first, Rise movie to do mocap not on a soundstage, if I'm not mistaken, because they did mocap um, outside. They, I don't, I don't know. Um, no, Lord of the Rings did. They did it outside. I'm fairly not on a soundstage. Okay, I could I be think wrong. There were, I, I think. There were a couple scenes with Gollum outside where they were it like was motion capture outside. outside. I could be wrong. 
I we'll look into wrong. it. You, yeah, we'll look into it. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely do a, an episode at least on the trilogy. But we'll probably go through the entire trilogy. Just so everyone knows, my girlfriend Brianna told me she was finally listening to our podcast. And first of all, she listens to it on times two. I guess she wants to get it over with quickly. But <laughs> she was saying, <laughs> she was saying, uh, she was saying that we, you and I mumble a lot, and I was like, no way. There's no way. So. If anyone agrees, feel mumble? free to message us. If you want to get blocked, feel free to message us and say <laughs> that we mumble. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think we mumble. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we. Maybe. All right. Last but not least is a great remake. Not personally, not my favorite, but I I've only seen it once, so I. It is my personal favorite reboot, and I fought Parker to put this at the top. <laughs> I wasn't arguing about it, but it wasn't my... I wouldn't put it at the top. Okay, okay. What would you say is your personal favorite reboot? Um, if... Uh, either... Evil Dead or hook just because i i mean hook is but that's more of a nostalgia thing and i've only seen the thing once and that was this year so oh well, so you just as i watch it, it at, what oh fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing john carpenter i mean it's pretty obvious because it's my background we haven't even talked about it yet yeah but for the rest of you who are listening it's it's the thing sorry it's the I thing. Didn't john think, carpenter's sorry. 1982 the thing um, that was gonna be a big reveal sorry another guys. another reason why i fought to put this up at the number one is because honestly Look up any top 10 reboots it's of all fair. time, and it's the top one. Yeah, it's great. Um, it is great. I, um, I personally, I think it is a flawless movie. I think it is one of the only horror movies where the characters are not stupid. Yeah. And they actually make really smart decisions. Um, yeah. And the original one is nothing like this. No, I mean it's same overall, kind of the same overall story, but it it and it ends up being pretty different. And it's, I would think I'd say it's good. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. It is, but it's good. I think okay. I think the only time I'm gonna rewatch it is when I'm like showing it to my kids. Yeah. Before before I show them this one, it would be cool to do them all three in a day because I haven't seen the I haven't seen the 2011 cool. one. I haven't seen it's that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, the original one from the fifties is called the thing from another world. Correct. And it is so, so for those of you that have seen the John Carpenter one, you obviously know that the alien is a shapeshifter alien and it doesn't, it doesn't even have a true form. You know, mm -hmm. every, they explain it in the movie that every cell is its own organism, you know? And so you literally like a drop of blood is its own organism and could infect someone mm -hmm. um or what, what in the movie they say assimilate they could assimilate someone you know yeah. assimilation and process assimilation complete um yeah. <clears throat> the original one it's literally it's the same basic story of them finding a frozen alien in the ice that's been there for like millions of years and they bring it out it thaws out and then it kills every, you know it goes on a rampage but the alien in the original one is basically Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically alien yeah. Frankenstein. I mean, they still use take. flame. I'm pretty sure they still use flamethrowers. 
I think you're right. I, it's been a second since I've seen it, but I think you're right. Yeah. And the original is not bad. In, no, not at all. For a 50s movie, it's fine. I mean, um, most movies at the time are slower paced, but it, it's it's a little on the too slow side occasionally. You know what? You know what? I you, mean? Know what you know what scene is really good though in the original one mm-hmm. when they open the door and it's right there, and then he like swings at them. Yeah, remember that? It's it's like the yes. most iconic scene of the movie. Yeah, and it's I don't think it's um necessary viewing for the John Carpenter one. No, no uh, it's not. but it, it is cool to see. It is a cool thing mm-hmm. to see. Um, I, and it also go ahead. Well, I'll just I watched the John Carpenter one first. Ah. Uh, don't know if I did or not. I don't remember. Um, I watched. I think I saw the original first. Um, Honestly, the only reason I did watch the original is because I was at my uncle's house and he's really into black and white movies, and so he showed it to me while I was there. And I was like, "All right, that's because cool. I told him. I told him that I had just watched this one, the John Carpenter one. I was telling him how much I loved it. And he's like, "Oh, have you seen the original?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, well, we gotta watch the original." Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's if you are a fan of the thing of nineteen what eighty two, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the 82, the thing I would watch the original. It's, it's fun to yeah. see, you know, why, you know, where it came from. And uh, also a fun thing involving these movies in Halloween, 1978 at the, uh, when Lori is babysitting the kids, they are watching yeah. the thing from another world. And then in uh, the newest Halloween movie, which is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. They Pretty are bad. when he's the kids being babysat, he's watching John Carpenter's the thing. So in 30 Before years, when we see, Halloween re-ends, they'll be watching the 2011 The Thing, hopefully. You know, actually, uh, I guess this is also kind of a movie news, but they, I mean, this was announced a while ago, but uh, Blumhouse Productions, is that? Uh, I they say it. They got greenlit, and they're doing a The Thing reboot. Reboot. Not oh, a prequel, wow. Not a prequel, not a sequel. It is a reboot. Here's the only reason I am okay with it. Any other day, I'd be fully against it. Like, I'm not going to watch it. I'd, like, be protesting it. This is the... There is only one reason I'm okay with it. The Thing from Another World and this movie is based... Are both based on a short story called Who Goes Mm. There. Oh, interesting. And it was just recently, like, very recently, discovered that the short story Who Goes There is the shortened version of a full story called Frozen Hell. And so the reboot is going to be based on that full story called Frozen Hell. Wow. So that, I had no idea. That is the only reason I'm okay with it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited to watch it. Um, I would love to, to see too. the thing <laughs> in theaters. I would love a theater. Oh. Uh, I, honestly, I think theater experiences are underrated. Because my uncle is always like, you know, he, he loves movies, but he's always like, you know, it's just expensive. And it's I'd rather just watch it at home and be able to pause it and go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. But the theater <laughs> experience for, I would say, any movie is probably going to be better than your home experience the for mo- o- most movies. The only time I draw the line, the only, the only time I would say that watching it at home is better than in the theater is if it's a horror movie that's like a home horror movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, agree. like when when The Conjuring three came out, it was HBO Max and in theaters, and I watched yeah. it on HBO Max. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to watch a scary movie that takes place in a house in the theater. I want to watch it in a house where it's scary. Yeah, you know, with but all like, the lights off. Like you know, Nope, I saw in the theater. 
and that is in IMAX a theater. Yep, that is a theater experience. What, and I was alone with like maybe five other people in the theater, but I went by myself, and it was still one of the best experiences I've had in the theater. And I, you know, I watched it at home as well. Still a great movie, but the experience yeah. just was not there because it's, it is, it was shot in IMAX. It looked incredible in IMAX, and it was mm. phenomenal to see in theater mm-hmm. for the first time. You know, ironically, you know, it's a great horror movie to watch in the theater. A Quiet Place, both of them. Uh, I've only seen the first one, and it was at home. So I watched both of them in the theater, and for some reason, like watching them in the theater, I feel like was so much better because, yes, like there are, you're watching it with a lot of people, but it's like everyone at that specific movie knows the movie that they're watching, and it's like dead silent the entire time. <laughs> like not you don't even hear popcorn or drinks or like candy wrappers. Like everyone knows to be quiet during this movie. Yeah. I, that was kind of how it was for Barbarian. There weren't a ton of people there. There was an old couple next to me, which was really funny. Um, but like there was just like a collective, what the fuck, when we were watching Barbarian. <laughs> and, it, you know, it's it's there's something special about the theater. And unfortunately, streaming and I would say Disney are at fault for theaters almost running out of business a lot of the times. And like not many people supporting the theaters unless it's a Marvel movie at this point. You know what I mean? It, the movie industry is slowly monopolizing. Yeah. Which is sad because most movies made by streaming services suck. Mm-hmm. I was like 95% of them are fucking bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. I mean, the kissing booth has a trilogy. Okay. <laughs> if that movie came out in theaters, dude, we would never hear about it ever again. But because it's a Netflix movie and 12 year old girls exist, it's a fucking, it's now going to have a fourth one coming That's out. That's why it's like, I'm, I'm watching these movies and I'm like, these are so bad. I know for a fact I could make a better movie. Oh, yeah. If you had budget and actors, dude, fucking I, flat out. Honestly, honestly, give me, give me $10,000. I will make the best movie Netflix has ever seen. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> they've made, they've made a couple really great ones. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we should do a top 10 streaming movies list. Oh, that would be a fun absolutely. episode. Absolutely. I'm going to write that down. Anyway, we've gotten so off topic, but The Thing, <laughs> 1982, the thing. great remake. It's fucking amazing. Um, it, it, is. it is It is my all-time favorite horror movie. You would know that if you listen to our top 10 favorite horror movies of all time episode. Um, yeah, it is my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, it's good. It's really good. It, The reboot, or not the reboot, the prequel is worth a watch if you love the John Carpenter one. Got it. If you've seen the John Carpenter one and you're like, yeah, it's pretty good, then you don't need to watch the prequel. But mm-hmm. if you are a fan of the original, of, of the John Carpenter one, then definitely watch the prequel. It's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Well, I, I did want to talk about what you said for a second, that the characters are not dumb. And that is huge for scary movies because... yeah. For most horror movies to work, which I think most people have just accepted this, but for most horror movies to work, the characters have to be fucking dumb. They have to make dumb, at least make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. At least. Um, I love that about this movie, and I also love that the end is not necessarily up to interpretation, but you don't really know fully what's going on. I know. Or what happens. I know. You know? Even, honestly, even, like, take the Alien franchise that movie relies on the characters being stupid. Yeah. Even though they're not dumb, they're just, they don't make great decisions. Think about it though. Think about it though. 
any problem with a xenomorph would be like you wouldn't even have to worry about it if you didn't look face down into the egg that's all you have to do yeah that's all you have to do is you don't just don't look face down into the egg when it opens up why the fuck would you do that in the first place <laughs> i am yeah. running the other way as soon as it goes yeah. i am sprinting but that that's what i'm saying like that franchise relies on the stupidity of humanity yeah is you know someone seeing the flower egg open up and go like oh what's in there um anyway we're trying to keep this one as one part so uh thank you guys what 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 are your favorites what are your uh what are your favorite remakes and reboots and least favorites you know for some honorable mentions for the next episode you know what i want to say one more thing i want to say one one reboot that we need and the fact that we haven't gotten it yet pisses me off a little bit and i'm like wondering how the fuck do we not have it yet but one reboot that we absolutely need, and you're going to agree with me. I know you're going to agree with me. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. We need that. We need that. Um. Oh, I, I was going to ask you earlier, but we got off topic. Who would you want to direct the new thing? thing. The thing, yeah. It's basic, but in all honesty... Fuck, I think Jordan Peele would be amazing. That's exactly who I was going to say. That is exactly... <laughs> same with... Yeah. um, Honestly, with Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think he could do a great job with. Mm-hmm. I, You know, now that I think about it, I think probably the only reason we don't have a Creature from the Black Lagoon reboot is because it'd be really hard to make it scary. Give or take. something like that isn't that scary. Nice. Is that a yeah. uh, waxwork? Yeah. Yeah, nice. it just spins on the record. Yeah. It's great. Um, turntable top. Yeah, right I, 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 I would agree for sure. Um, Jordan Peele. And if you have seen Deliverance, you haven't, right? Mm-mm. I'll pick it for you at some point. I would love for him to do a remake for that. But okay. I'm out of time in here. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to end this before I can't record anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Check out our socials on TikTok and Instagram. Yep. We'll tag it at the end of this. And uh, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Thanks for listening.